It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Titans, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Titans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Um, all right, so as we kind of get into the bye week here, obviously there's not going to be probably any news on the field until Monday when the Titans come back. The players have the whole week off. Uh, Mike Malarkey had yesterday the coaches will be here uh, through the week, and they'll get the weekend off before everything kicks back up next week, and they start preparing for the Ravens second half of the season. So uh, we figure for the next the next two episodes, we will tonight look at the offensive side of the ball, tomorrow night look at the defensive side of the ball, talk about maybe our biggest, biggest surprises uh, thus far that we've seen, uh, biggest disappointments that we've seen, and then kind of where we picture the offense tonight, obviously, uh, how, how we how we picture them looking in the second half, how we, how we see it going forward. So that, that's that's kind of our game plan for the next couple of days. Um, before we get started, I will remind everyone about the the promotion we're running with Pro Football Focus. Um, if you rate and review Locked On Titans on iTunes, leave your Twitter handle in the review. You'll be entered to win a year long subscription to PFF. Um, a lot of good stuff on there that can help you fantasy football. Uh, a lot of good stuff for that. Then also just grades every week. Um, you'll see us reference, reference that on mcmiracles.com a lot. Um, we write about that kind of stuff a lot. They have a lot of good draft stuff, too, when we get to that point of the season. So, uh, like I said, rate and review the podcast, Locked on Titans on iTunes, leave your Twitter handle in the review to be entered. Um, all right, so for me, the biggest surprise thus far on offense has been the offensive line and the inability to get a push and the Titans' inability to run between the tackles. And we, we've talked at, ad nauseum, it feels like, about the running backs and who should run when and all that stuff. So we won't really, we'll really get into that much tonight. But, you know, this offensive line was really, really good last year. Um, was, you know, the best the best thing that the team had going for them. Uh, you know, Josh Klein was really the only weak link of that unit. Uh, you had Taylor Lewan, Jack Conklin, you know, looked like they were poised to be the best tackle duo in the league. Uh, ben Jones played really well. Quentin Spain, undrafted guy, they found, came in and played really well. This year it hadn't been the same. It hasn't been the same, especially from a run blocking perspective. There, there's still been some. There's still been some good, but you know, Josh Klein, oddly enough, has, has graded out as, as the best run blocking lineman a few weeks, at least according to Pro Football Focus. And I don't know what the answer is. Um, somebody on Twitter today said the team's got tape and, and they figured out how to attack the weaknesses. And I mean. I mean, I think that can be true for some things. I'm not really sure how that's true for for an offensive line as a whole. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. But, I mean, I guess it's as good of an answer as any because I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah, and, you know, my my biggest disappointment so far was going to be Mariota. Uh, and that might go hand-in-hand hand with with some of the struggle struggles we've seen up front. Uh, just kind of the lack of a, of a true, real, dynamic <laughs> passing game. Uh, you know, maybe that that's just kind of loading the box, uh, and and stuff like that. So, uh, it it's a huge concern to me uh, about the offensive line. It's it's really 
I don't have an answer. You, you know, we've said that a lot. And the only thing that I can really come up with is is Anthony Fasano losing him to the Dolphins. Uh, I know he's not viewed as a huge piece, but but they moved him around a lot, and, and they used him uh, almost exclusively as a run blocker, and he was just a huge part of this offense. So, uh, And I, and I kind of said that in the offseason that, that the Titans would, would kind of miss him. But uh, to John Smith's credit, I, I thought he's he's come in and played well, and he's been one of the pleasant surprises on this team. But obviously there's a big cliff from Pisano to him. But uh, for me, the disappointing thing has been Mariota. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that I'm sitting here saying that. But here we are. It's just – it's really at the beginning of these games, and I don't know why. Maybe it's it's Malarkey's want to stick with the run game and want to wear people down, but for whatever reason, this pass game is just dead in the first quarter of these games. They just can't come out of the locker room and score points, uh, and it just seems like they're put behind the eight ball every weekend, and it's frustrating. Uh, you've seen Mariota miss high, uh, and you know he's been hurt. So it, it's kind of hard to put all of that on him last week. But still, uh, when he was healthy, he was inconsistent at best. Um, the Titans have to figure out a way to come out in the first half and, and start scoring some points. Yeah, I think that's it with me. I mean, you talk about him being inconsistent. And so if I'm, you know, the coaching staff, I'm racking my brain trying to figure out how can we help him be more consistent. And, again, I, I go back to – the fact that, you know, when he gets in a rhythm, that's when you see the consistency from him. When he has these ga- these games where they don't run successfully, you know, he's got one throw on third down and it's third and eight, and, you know, they don't get it and they're off the field for a long time and they come back and kind of do the same thing. It, it seems like those are the games where he never quite gets it going. Um, if they're able to sustain the run game early, they're able to, you know, get some drives going, he gets settled in, and then he seems to do better. So, I mean, my answer to that, as I've said before, would be just one game. Try it once to come out and spread it out a little bit early on. Let him throw it around. Let him get comfortable and then settle into your, you know, trying to establish a run game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. The, the consistency thing is what right now keeps him from being on that elite level. Yeah, and, and you know, last week seemed seemed like a week where they could have done it. Maybe they, Absolutely. Didn't, they didn't feel healthy or, or good enough about his health. Um, but certainly that was, a, that was a secondary that you could have attacked. Uh, and I'm still not sure why they didn't. Uh, I just don't think we'll ever see that. You know, we can we can scream about it all we want. I just don't think we'll see that from this staff. Uh, maybe, maybe in the future with a with a different head coach, maybe uh, we see kind of them let Mariota kind of open things up and, and play more of a Aaron Rodgers type game. Um, but for now, uh, it seems like we're going to get the jumbo sets. We're gonna we're gonna just ground and pound until. Uh, the Titans wear teams down, and unfortunately for Mariota, he's just kind of going to play that behind-the-scenes type role and, and just kind of take what the defense gives him. Yeah, and, and like you said, I mean, the the answer, I think, pretty clearly is they're not ever going to do that because this was the week to do it. If you were ever going to do something like that, facing that, that secondary as bad as they've been, you know, and like we talked about McCourty not being there, I mean, that that was the perfect time to do it, and, and maybe it was the health thing. Maybe, maybe if Mario was completely healthy, it would have been different. I, don't, I tend to think it wouldn't be just because what we've seen from them in the past. But, yeah, the fact that they didn't do it on Sunday leads me to believe that it's not ever going to happen. Um, so my, my biggest disappointment I, to this point has been the lack of Eric Decker usage. 
Um, and, you know, I think that some people had unrealistic expectations for what Eric Decker was going to be when the Titans signed him. You know, thought he was going to be the guy that was going to come in and, you know, have a thousand yard receiving. I never thought he was going to be that guy. But I thought he was going to be a guy that they could rely on on third down in the red zone. You know, and we heard so much about how good the Titans were in the red zone last year, how efficient Mar- Marcus Mariota is, is and has been in the red zone. And then you bring in Eric Decker, who's one of the, the best, you know, red zone receivers uh, in the game right now. Um, just from a route running perspective and catching the ball, understanding defense, understanding you know how to find the holes and zones and that, that type of stuff. So I mean, it, it seemed like something that would you know take that red zone re- red zone efficiency to a new level. Now I mean, we were there was always going to be some regression because the Titans were just like astronomically good um, last season, and that's not something that was going to be able to be sustained. But I felt like they could stay kind of close to a similar level bringing in a guy like Decker when they hadn't really had a weapon like that um, as long as Mario had been here. And then thus far, it just hasn't come to fruition. I mean, he had a good game against the Colts on Monday night two weeks ago, but, you know, it only had two targets and it didn't catch either one of them on Sunday. That's kind of been, you know, what we've seen so far from him. Now, I think part of it is he hasn't been able to be the slot guy, which I think they, they hoped he would be so far. They had to use him outside with Corey Davis being injured. Um, Decker himself was injured. Mario has been injured. So, I mean, I, I think all of that does play into it a little bit, but I just, I really thought we would see him make an impact on this team and we haven't seen it so far. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of thought we'd get the guy that we saw two years ago with the Jets, uh, who caught 12 touchdowns. I, I really thought that he would be a, a, a red zone presence and, and maybe he still, he'll, he will be, but, uh, I think he's been forced to play more on the outside than, than we thought he would be uh, with the injury to Corey Davis. So maybe we, again, maybe we kind of see him pop once Davis gets back and, and the stress can kind of be taken off of him. Uh, for me, the, another disappointment for me has been the downfield passing game. Um, I thought the Titans made some big strides there uh, last year. But, again, it was built off the, the play-action game. Uh, with Rashard Matthews mainly down the field. So uh, that that's kind of a, an area where I thought they'd be better, especially with Taylor Taylor uh, bringing him in with his speed. Uh, and, and, you know, they can still use Matthews in that role too. But, uh, again, all this comes back to not having Corey Davis and the run game not working. That seems to be like the two main factors. So uh, when Davis gets back, maybe, maybe that opens some things up. Uh, you certainly hope so. Uh, but again, first and foremost, they've got to figure out how to run the football. Yeah, because again, they're not going to give that up. I don't, I don't think. No, they're not. Uh, and I, I don't know. It, maybe they would at some point when. But I, at this point, I don't know when. I mean, you saw Sunday; it really wasn't working at all, and they they kept trying to do it. Um, so yeah, they, they've got to get that figured out. And, and you know, again, hopefully that's something Mike Malarkey said in his press conference on Monday that you know they were going to the staff was going to sit down and look at every single play that they had run this year and, you know, kind of grade themselves and, and look for ways. So hopefully they can figure out something when they do that. Um, but, you, you know, and I don't know, are we – I think we all are kind of feeling like, okay, well, when Corey Davis comes back, you know, it, it's going to make all this stuff different. And are, do you think maybe we're putting too much weight in that at this point? Probably. Um, you know, just seeing what he did week one, you know, the ability to go go up and get that football – over uh, David Amerson. You know, we saw Decker have a similar similar play down the sidelines this week, and he wasn't able to come, come down with the football. So, uh, I don't know. The, the things that I saw that guy do in college, uh, he, he just made that offense go. I mean, he 
he forced coverage to take notice of where he was on the field. Uh, and and again, we're not we're not saying he's going to come in and and catch you know go 200 yards a game, but he's going to you know attract attention. He's going to take the pressure off Matthews and Walker and the run game. It's just another weapon out there, another potent weapon. You know, there's a difference between putting Corey Davis out there and plugging Eric Weems in for a play. So that's a that's a big deal to me. Um, and again, you've got you've got the bye week to kind of work it out and and figure out where these things have gone wrong and kind of game plan to get him back in the back in the playbook again. So uh, I'm hopeful, but like you said, we kind of need to temper our expectations. Yeah, and and so I mean that's I guess moving into the next phase of this. You know, what do we expect going forward? I do expect it to look different with Corey Davis out there, like you said. I mean, you just saw the impact that he made in his first NFL game. Um, after missing the majority of training camp, not playing at all in the preseason. Um, you, you know, so I'm go out there and catch six six balls. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, I know you were the beating the Corey Davis drum from the beginning of the draft process last year. Um, and, you know, we know the type of special impact he can have. So, you know, on one hand, I think – It'd be silly to not think that his return is, is would make wouldn't make any kind of difference because it clearly will. He's a special talent. That's why he goes with the fifth overall pick. But at the same time, I'm just not sure. I, I'm just interested to see how they're going to use him because if they're not really going to change up the game plan that much, then what what does it matter that he's out there? But again, the fact that he, they threw they threw the ball to him, he caught six balls in in the in the opener. I think tells you how they feel about him. And, and Mike Malarkey has continued to rave about him. You know, during this whole process, and you, if you remember last year when Kendall Wright was missing time with the hamstring and, and Larkin and Rubisky were kind of hammering him, um, you know, they've had nothing but good things to say about Corey Davis this whole time that he's been out and about his, his mental preparation and all that stuff. So, um, and, and again, I, I think it'll allow them to do some different things. It'll allow them to move Eric Decker into the slot, more of the role they brought him into play and stuff. So, I mean, I, th- I think from that standpoint, it'll help the offense and hopefully uh, can loosen some things up down the field. Or, you know, they can get some things done if they loosen some things up in the middle, and that will hopefully help the run game. I mean, that's kind of what we've got to be hoping for at this point because, it, like we've been saying, I mean, if this run game doesn't go, then this, this team is going to have trouble winning much of anything. Yeah, and just to kind of build off that, it, it, you might not see the impact in the, in the box score. Like, you might not see Davis put up huge numbers just because there's mouths to feed in this offense. But you, you, might, see, you might see a bump for Delaney Walker. You know, you might see a bump for Eric Decker. You might see a bump in the run game, so I, I think having just a guy out there like that with his talent uh, is is going to force attention, uh, and it's gonna gonna force teams to to kind of take notice. You know, we saw what was it, ten targets his week one. Uh, he was second on the team in receptions, so um, clearly Mariota had some established uh, chemistry with him, uh, and and they look good out there. So uh, you just hope that they can keep that going. You know, what's it been what? seven eight weeks now yeah absolutely yeah it has been and, and but again the, the thing like we're saying the thing that, that i guess just gives me confidence that they can is because they really didn't get a whole lot of time together before that first game because if you remember you know Mariota was i mean he participated in some of the ota stuff but not you know to the extent Corey davis was i mean he came in and participated but you know he was coming off that ankle injury so um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll be in a good spot when, when they both get back out there. And that—that's the thing. I mean, the—you know—I I think overall we have to say to this point, the offense as a whole has been a disappointment. I mean, there's not 
there's not one thing you can point to really right now on the offensive side of the ball and say that's gone better than we expected it to go or, you know, better than we reasonably expected it to go. Um, I think, you know, we had maybe too high of expectations for, for some parts of the offense, but even just kind of a realistic looking at last year, kind of that baseline, nothing to this point has outperformed what we thought it would be able to do. And so, you know, from that standpoint, the only place to go from here is up. And I just hope that they're able to realize the potential that we think they have. Yeah, and one more thing. Use Taylor Taylor and use John Smith. I mean, yeah. it, it's ridiculous that you've invested two third-round picks in these guys and, and we've seen so little production out of them uh, to this point. So I, I think Taylor Taylor is just a – he's a matchup guy. He's a guy with speed. He's a guy that can do a lot of – a lot of everything on offense. Um, so he's just a, like like we said last night or, or two nights ago. Give that shovel pass to him. Don't give it to Eric Williams. That's just weird. Uh, I mean, I don't know why you would give Eric Williams offensive touches. Uh, and you know, I thought they've done some creative things with Johnny Smith uh, down the field, using the wheel routes, using the seam routes, uh, even using him as a receiver. Uh, he there was a play. I believe it was the. Seattle game where they took a they lined him up at receiver and just had him run a nine route and he had his guy beat but Mariota just missed him so use those guys I mean there's going to come a point in time where they're a better option than Eric Decker Uh, and and I think I think you might see that going forward Um, just I haven't been really impressed with Eric Decker like you said he was one of your disappointments Um, and, and maybe it's something to where we see Decker playing a little less and maybe Taylor playing a little more yeah, and, and like you said, even if even if you're not going to feature Taewon Taylor, which I don't think we really expect them to do, we've seen shovel passes to, to Eric Weens. We saw an attempted shovel pass to Eric Decker in the game on Sunday. Why? We've seen bubble screens. Yeah, we've seen bubble screens to Eric Decker. Why? And, and we talked before, like, I hate a bubble screen, but if you're going to throw it to somebody, throw it to Taewon Taylor, throw it to somebody that has the ability to do something with it once they get the ball in their hands. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there are some simple things that they could do that they're not doing. And, again, hopefully, you know, you, self, you self-scout and, and you see that and you're able to, to get it going. So uh, that, that, that's kind of, I guess, what we can hope for. And, again, I, I think this offense, that they haven't scratched the surface of what they can be. Um, but I just hope in the second half of the season it is able to all come together because it just hasn't to this point. Anything else on the offensive stuff tonight? Just real quick, I, I, I'm not sure the Titans are as set as we thought they were at running back, uh, and I know that's a big can of worms yeah. to get into, but you know, you, you've got to get a guy back there that, that has some explosiveness to him. You know, I, I know Derrick Henry. I know what he did at the Combine. I know for his, his size he's explosive. Uh, but he's kind of a kind of a long speed guy. It takes him a second to get up to speed. I, I'd just love to see a pass catcher type that can come out of the backfield with some speed, uh, with some burst, and, and make some guys miss. I just Demarco Murray at this point he is what he is, and and you know honestly Derrick Henry and him aren't aren't too far apart in that. So uh, to have nothing behind him is a little odd. I know they've got they've got flu season back there, but. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's kind of an underrated need, way off, but kind of going into the off season. Yeah, absolutely, and that is something that they need to be able to do. And, and I think that if I mean Demarco Murray's time here is limited, um, you know, just from a contract standpoint, from a from a you know just usage standpoint, you know, the carries that he has. Um, so I, I think it does make a lot of sense to 
try to add a guy that can that, that can be a, a complement to Derrick Henry um, because eventually that's going to be a thing that they that they really do need. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think that's something they should have their eyes towards, whether it's in free agency or, you know, ideally the draft the next couple of years. I mean, I, I think that would give this offense another dimension, um, you know, something else, that, something they don't have right now. Um, so I think it's a really great point. Uh, anything else? That's all I got. All right. So that sounds good. Um, all right. So like I said, t- tomorrow night we'll talk a little bit about the defense. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think we'll have kind of some similar thoughts about the defense. There are some – but the good the good news of the defense side of the ball is there there are some guys that have played a little bit above expectations to this point, and so we'll have a little bit to talk about there. Um, anyway, so that, that's what we got for tonight. Like I said, tune in tomorrow for talk about the defense. Um, check out our work, musiccitymiracles.com. You can see all of our, you know, daily articles that we write there. Uh, like I said, we'll have a lot of recap stuff about the, about the draft. You can, I mean, about the, about the season at this point. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry is at T. Lambert FB. Uh, so that's all for Locked On Titans tonight, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.